How do you say this guy's name? Uh, you should look it up. Yeah, hold on. to cinematographer logically speaking that's our song thank you steven we're back we're back and today we're mm-hmm. talking about murmur of the heart 1971 louis mal louis ma um you know we've got this uh we've got this kinky Kinky movie, serving it up hot for you. Um, yeah, super kinky, super erotic. One of those classic, uh, classic flesh films. What are they called? Is that the thing? Flesh film? What is it? What even is that? Uh, There's some name for like, uh, like French films. No, yeah, that's (laughs) yeah. I think you mean French. Yeah, I think I mean French. One of the Frenchest things I've seen in a long time. That's for sure. (laughs) It's very French, yeah. Uh, well, all right, we'll do. Ooh, Steve's got me on. High energy, high energy. All right, high energy today. Opening thoughts. Looks like uh, looks like John is gonna start us off. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like this movie. I've never seen a film by this director. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, don't have a lot of thoughts right off the top of my head right now. Um, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed it. Same Z's. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> my prediction today is short podcast. Um, I like various parts of the film. I don't feel good about the film as a whole, really. Like right now, I'm not I'm not feeling too good about it. It just seemed like um hmm. like okay, I get it, Freud. But like what? Like what? Like what's it? What else? I don't know. It just seemed like just some you know like instructional video to be shown to like psychoanalysts or something rather than i don't know i just didn't i wasn't gripped by it i was made extremely uncomfortable which i did enjoy uh so you know hats off to that you know because i don't think that's just i don't think you know like obviously the subject matter is uncomfortable but i think it you know is obviously much more than that but i wasn't totally uh wasn't really gripped by it. wasn't juicing me up. Wow. So the roles are reversed here today. I thought this movie was awesome. I love this movie. And Whoa. I think I think Troy is super, super wrong. Uh, and I'm, I'm ready to debate him about why this movie is actually good. Epic debate. It's going to be epic. Uh, but yeah, I, I really love this one. This one's... This one's definitely a, a top top film for me. 
gotta say. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. All right. Well, Brody, maybe you should start us off then. Okay. So I'm starting it off with... uh, I don't know how to start this off. How do we usually start these things off? Well, you just say just say something, you know, make a claim, you know, be provocative, okay. you know, get the be audience, make the audience feel like, you know, make them take make make them take a side, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Well, the thing that strikes me the most is how developed and full the characters feel, and how accurately it's able to depict the scenario and what's happening and even in just very subtle movements and in almost every single interaction and every single character ultimately leads to the final moment of the mother and son being you know having that being united in flesh being yeah being united in flesh and this is i've watched it twice so you know it, it really you know, watching it for the second time, it really, like, gives it that full feeling of seeing how every single character plays a role in this ultimately happening. And uh, I really like that part. Well, I agree with that. I think the performances are really good. Um, well, I'm not talking about the performances. I'm talking about how well the characters are developed, written, I guess. I, I'll agree with that. I think the, yeah, I think the characters are well-developed. I don't know, part of the, the, the kid, what's his name? Laurent. Yeah, Laurent. Uh, yeah, part of what's so convincing about him is he's so like a, he's so like a child. In, like, in sometimes, like, in my mind, like, the inexplicable nature of his behavior. Like, he just does things that don't seem to make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what? <coughs> What do you mean? Which mean not like don't seem to make a lot of sense. Like they make sense maybe from our perspective, but I mean, it's not. He's not like this. Uh, he doesn't strike me as like a super. He just seems very impulsive. Like, um, like yeah, he doesn't seem to have like clear goals. Yeah, he does, yeah, he doesn't head. have clear he's just goals. Just kind of reacting yeah. and like yeah, yeah, impulsive. I think is the very id. <laughs> um. Yeah, like after him and his mom have sex, and he just immediately goes like any any time he tries to kiss someone, basically is like almost a good example. The kissing in this movie is uh, kind of comical, but um, anyway, that was just one comment. But what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I actually don't think the movie's super Freudian. I think that. The only way in which you could say it's Freudian is the extremely surface level, like, Oedipal conflict or something like that. Yeah. But other than that, any psychoanalytic ideas being put forward are less obvious and more, hmm, like, of the 50s and 60s as opposed to of Freud. Because, mm-hmm. for instance, you want to you want to see a Freudian, that would be like, uh, there's something much more Freudian about you know the end of Life of Marionettes when the guy gives you the breakdown mm-hmm. um, at the very end and there's something not to say the whole movie is Freudian but rather just that's the that's like the type of psychoanalysis that you can expect from Freud you know yeah. and then obviously all these people who come after him 
like transform psychoanalysis into this much more like you know branching and ever branching outward field you know mm -hmm. um and much more creative and things like that uh but so that's a different that's a side point i'd say one thing that was super impressive and really hit me this time was that the reason this movie works the reason it's not just a grotesque showing is that like some perverse like porn like in a, in a sense that you enjoy like pornography right it's not that right um uh it's that at, by the end of the movie during the time at this uh rehabilitation house mm. we learn just how childish the mother is and how it really isn't even a mother-son dynamic at work anymore instead it is very much she is both a mother and child and Laurent is very much trying to be the father and child and that she needs taking care of just as much as he does and we get that not just through her behavior but through the literal backstory of her life um and and it, it really hit me this time there's a bunch of dialogue where she reveals like how she never knew her father that how her father was like this rich guy that didn't care much about her and things like that you know mm. um and and i was just thinking about why the ending works um and i think it is by the time the movie ends it doesn't feel like it's this grotesque mother-son relationship with this power dynamic for the edible phase but instead it's still problematic because it's incest but it's like there's some leveling between the two that they're both extremely childlike um and that works yeah i think i was <clears throat> um yeah i think while i was definitely uncomfortable um by the time we hit uh the actual like event or whatever like them having sex um i was not nearly as disturbed as i was like primed to be you know from like the beginning because the beginning was the relationship between them right that was far more uncomfortable then at the end it like yeah it made it made much more sense and i don't know yeah the the like the power dynamic like you said mm -hmm. uh that was huge like having that um flattened out by that point i just felt yeah, bad it, for it, it, like the whole time why why because he's he's like his like situation kind of sucks in my mind like yeah, yeah, like yeah. From the, I agree with John that the the mother son dynamic, for me, was probably the most uncomfortable. Like near the beginning to middle. Yep. And I don't know. Just his brothers are so like bad, and like him, you know, them kind of, you know, having sex, losing his virginity to the prostitute, and then they break in and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I just felt like, man, this kid is getting messed up, and then I don't know. It just it it. I just I'm just throwing out there that I felt bad for Laurent, like pretty much the whole movie. Yeah, the, yeah. I don't really I don't really feel feel that bad for him. I mean, I guess I know what you mean, but he's just getting like messed up the whole movie. I guess, yeah. Would you guys think about the? prostitute scene because i felt like um i was all like super anxious for it you know um and like thinking like oh this is so bad this is so bad and then the the 
prostitute herself while the whole situation is obviously still very anxious and seems wrong she's like um very motherly and like kind and like i don't know it seems like i don't know it wouldn't have been all that bad or something if like his brothers didn't break in and like it's like the situation as it progresses with the prostitute becomes more and more like uh comfortable and positive and then and then it's tainted which i think that's like something that happens kind of throughout the movie like the this kind of like priming of like anxiety about how bad something's going to be and then the reversal or the opposite of that like what uh, yeah um, the mother uh, sex the mother, the mother sex. sex i i'm trying to think if there's any any other examples but yeah the mother is the yeah the other one i was thinking of um, well, and I mean, the, the prostitute is a standing for the mother because we already know, we're already primed to think that Laurent has this Oedipal dynamic at work with uh, the mother uh, when he goes to the prostitute. And when he goes to the brothel, they tell you that Madeline, which is the old woman, not the prostitute, she knows exactly what guys want. And she looks at him in one look at Laurent and she knows that he wants this, like, or like his need is for this mature, nice, tender, like a motherly prostitute, as opposed to some other sort of sexual, you know, enjoyment. And so it's like, it's like meant to be this one-to-one assignment, you know, the wise old woman assigns the mother, the mother-like prostitute mm. to the boy. Uh, and I think the reason it wouldn't be all bad that, I mean, that's like kind of a, uh, foreshadowing for the whole mother scene i mean this is like a stand-in uh or like the first its parallel is the ending the climax right Mm -hmm. uh and that the fact that it was going well or seemed to like it was going to go well is is exactly how i think the viewer on average is meant to feel by the end because the very end the climax like that is so impressive to me that's like one of the most remarkable things is that it really didn't feel like a terrible thing had occurred between Laurent and the mother by the end of the movie, even though we know the whole time that something awful was going on. And I think yeah. we should hammer hammer down on that and why that occurs and things like that. What? I don't know. I'm not... I agree. I It feels like uh, both with the prostitute and the mother that it it's a it's a to me it felt like a nightmare type situation that goes um maybe slightly you know better than expected but still so bad like with the prostitute forgetting the fact that his brothers burst in like i agree that that when we meet her we actually like her and uh we feel better about the situation than we did before we met her. But to me, it still feels like something really bad is happening. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel that way. It was being painted as not an awful thing was happening. Yeah, I didn't feel that way either. I didn't feel that way either. I mean, I feel like maybe... And like get you kind of you kind of express this through uh, you're just feeling bad for him the whole movie you know mm-hmm. I feel like 
it's pretty clear he's on some kind of trajectory with like his kind of uh sexual like maturation or whatever that seems um overall probably not healthy or good or mostly negative right yeah. and so like i don't know and most of the things that happen seem to push him towards that but but um i don't know i don't know i mean i i still i still didn't see it as being like i don't know i guess i guess because of that like the good moments or um seemed much more i don't know like appropriate just because it was like it was like uh uh like the positive aspects within that trajectory or something like i don't know kind of as you said a little bit but i don't not not as extreme i don't know well i think the ending is ultimately uh beyond just absurd it's also redemptive and that it, you know, the fact that as soon as he has sex with the mother, he also goes down and has sex with a different woman. Um, at Whereas he's been, like, failing at having sex with, like, girls, like, the whole time. Yeah. There is some sort of, uh, it's like this is a different solution or a different way out. And, I mean, I don't know how much we I could go into this, but it feels very much like... Uh, um, So in France, you know, they're having this huge sexual liberation thing, right? And there's all these psychoanalysts that talk about sex and everything in France. Lacan's coming about. Uh, Derrida's there, you know. All these dudes are going crazy over in France. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, Book wild. And, like, I think, uh, and, like, a huge part of French culture um, around this era, because, you know, it's set during the Indochina War, so, like, I don't know, is that, like, early 60s or maybe 50s? But late fifties, yeah, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but the uh, which is when a lot of these like people that I'm talking about are active. Um, they um, there's some extreme enjoyment in counterculture, right? Like so, France and the youth culture want to be counter, you know, counter the mm, what would you say like patriarchal whatever like whatever superstructure has been at work in France. They want to be against it. And it's mm-hmm. expressed throughout the film or something like that as, as being against the royalists, against the Indochina colonies, things like that. Uh, but what's also at work is being against the father because the father is the stand-in oftentimes for the leader of the symbolic order, right? Yes, he, he has yes, the yes. But so this is, so I normally the Freudian solution is, oh, the father says, no, no. And the son, you know, tailed between his legs, walks away and can't have sex with the mother, you know? That's mm-hmm. like the that's like the typical that's like the typical way to sexual maturity is losing the edible phase, and then the other one that he described is winning the edible phase, uh, which is normally from Freud's view like not good or something like that or is going to develop into bad things. I think though this movie by the very end the fact that he's able to go uh, have sex with this other girl this redemptive quality uh, is reflective of the French culture at the time that's seeking for an answer besides just. The, this dichotomy between winning and losing the Oedipal phase. Yes. What if it's that you can win the Oedipal phase and still end up having, like, a sexual maturity that's, like, I don't know, like, tenable? We haven't even, like, explored that as a culture, in a way. That's not to say one should have sex with their mother. It's to say that there's an alternate way to power, uh, as represented by the <laughs> father-mother dynamic, and what you should do to, like, given a 
superpower or something like that. What you want to be with when you're countercultural and things like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. I like that one. Um, although you know, I'm not entirely sure if the ending with him uh, end up having sex with another woman is entirely redemptive, only because, like, the way that he was going after women and treating women throughout the entire film never really changed that much. Like, he just, you know, goes hard as hell, shooting shots like crazy, and just just going for it, you know, 24-7 it seems like. And uh, that didn't really seem to change then. You know, he just goes up to that blonde chick's door, just starts kissing her. She says no, and then she's she's like runs over to the next door, and you know starts starts hitting that one. So I yeah, know. the only the only way in which it's a success is that it's he gets something. Yeah. That like one one he actually gets a like he actually has sex, and that it doesn't have to be with his mother. So he's not consigned to like a future of of like only desiring his mother yes okay. which is what one would typically like imagine is occurring um yeah and it also says something about so pro- so it re it it actually recontextualizes all of his advances pr- uh, prior because all of his advances prior we look at as these are stand-ins for his mother you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whereas this final sex might not just be a stand-in for his mother i say might not because as in as in you know we realize that oh he's actually pursuing women it's not actually just he's desiring his mother and so he's going to take these other things as like you know ways of making her jealous or as some sort of you know cop out Um, yeah but i say might be because you could also frame it as well he wants to like relive the trauma or like relive the experience of his mother and so every single time he's with a woman now he can like relive the sexual act with his mother so that's just two different ways to frame it i'm not you know uh i but i affectively felt like the ending was not nearly as evil still grotesque and still absurd but not evil yeah and like that Um, would that would make sense regarding the french attitude at the time and that was being propagated yeah that the first interpretation yeah um yeah, I want to. White, I want to talk about why Troy hates this movie. I don't hate this movie. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like I did put a disclaimer on just like at the end of the day, I wasn't like really gripped by it for substantial amounts of time. Um, <clears throat> but I sort of have share. Like I, I find your um, uh, well, whatever your sort of summation, Stephen, to be persuasive. Uh, and I agree that when he has sex with the other girl post-mother, it does feel like an overcoming of this whole Oedipal thing. And like now he can move on or something like that. But the thing he's moving on, the thing he's moving on to doesn't like make me feel good. Like it just makes me more sad. If things had gone well with Helena, maybe that would have been good because she seems representative of like the proper childhood, uh, like future or something like this, like where they develop, they hold hands. Like I liked when they were together. Uh, 
But yeah, he just goes there and gets all crazy on her. And she says no. And then he just goes and has sex with some, you know, other much more promiscuous young girl. And it's like... Super hot. And they're like 15, you know. It's just hard to feel good about. But I agree with the overcoming of the edible complex sentiment. But I don't really feel... I feel the redemption insofar as that is redemptive. But I don't feel like he is on any kind of good track or like he's back on track for like a healthy development or anything like this. Like he feels like I have no faith in his future. Yeah. I I mean, I think having faith in his future would be wrong. I think that it is, it doesn't posit anything as good. Uh, perhaps redeemed is even the wrong word. I say maybe it's redeemed in that we're moving back towards like, a neutral state but not towards anything good uh it's like things aren't as bad as they could be yeah and now he's just like the general lot of lost youth which is if you have if you contextualize as within france that's not necessarily a bad thing like just a young like now begins another movie you could say like mm-hmm. now begins like an actual like coming to life you know like he's not he hasn't solved his problems with life yet He's still only 15 after all mm-hmm. but we now see that he's you know begun this other chapter and he's not beginning it from a disgusting like negative uh value instead it's more like this neutral state whereas at the beginning of the movie where it's being painted like he's begin he's going to begin the rest of his life at a negative state um and so i guess that's the way i'd say it's uh it's a little bit redeemed or redemptive Yeah, things I, things I aren't going well for him. You no, know, I mean, things yeah. aren't going well for this him. He's still, up. he's still got a fucked up family, right? His father still like hates him or something like that. But even though they're laughing, I like the laughing. I like the laughing. I like it and I don't I like it. I it. like it in that it was kind of cozy and just seemed so like French. maybe like yeah, the most French part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and on so the other French. hand, I didn't like it because I was like, you know, this is not, this is not right. I'll tell you what, this movie is what, like, I feel like this movie is super French, obviously, but not not just aesthetically uh, or even philosophically. Oh, how about this? When you, when, you, when you watch Godard, when I watch Godard, I'll say, like, something is lost, you know? It's like, whatever. It's like, this is fun French, whatever. It's not that great. Uh... I think that this has levels of that sort of absurdity and fast-paced and stuff going on like a Godard movie, mm. but somehow feels, you know, synthesized with mm, some sort of more contemporary direction or something like that, such that it, it comes across as a, a stable narrative that incorporates, like, absurd elements and French elements and things like that that I'm sure Godard, like, pioneered, you know? Like, the ending itself feels like it probably is like a a godard ending you know or something like that uh yeah, not that maybe. i'm not that i'm like an expert on godard but you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. it definitely feels much more like narratively sound and less idealist or something than mm-hmm. godard stuff uh yeah i don't know i mean i i like the movie i just didn't i wasn't like i wasn't feeling a lot of beauty i wasn't seeing i wasn't really enthralled but for the record, did watch this with another person, which, as we all know, 
uh, is the worst way to watch a movie. So mm-hmm. not only was it with another person. Yeah, not only was it with another person. It was with your mom. It was with, it was with mom, my mom. Yeah. <laughs> but, God, that would be so terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I'll definitely have to rewatch it. And you know, I, 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 you know, I don't. I'm not feeling right now like anything can change the score. I'm gonna give it. It's pretty good. But uh, okay. Yeah, I think I think you have to, you have like points to the one reason like you would want like what just uh, differentiates who really enjoys the film versus not is just how like edible you how, are. Now how much you enjoy how like the speed, like this movie goes. Yeah, like yeah, it, the it only slows down in the last third, you know, and then it picks up again in the last like tenth. No, you know? no, I think the. <laughs> Like the no, time at the rehab house, it, I think the parts, rehab house parts, is the most fun. Re- well, I think it's very fun and crazy, but it's like it slows down when she leaves. When she leaves mm-hmm. to go abscond with her, uh, with her uh, lover, and then she gets betrayed by him or like rejected by him or yeah, whatever. But that's like five minutes, but, dude. Those it's longer, I think, at first, but it, it's probably long. It's probably like fifteen to twenty minutes. But not only that, uh, it feels longer than it even is. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, it slows I, down. I um, love my fast-paced movies. Yeah, this movie gotta say. is so fast. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, you know I don't got a lot of attention, so I got to be entertained constantly. That jazz going. Yeah, I like yeah. the jazz. Yeah, I like the jazz. I like the the kind of weird little cozy chaotic moments, like the throwing of the spinach or all the like weird harassing of the. Of the maids and stuff. Oh yeah, that stuff was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that that stuff was, was, it was and so, so evil. Mean. No, it was, it was so, so evil. It was, uh, yeah. it was so bad, but so like, uh, I don't know. I found it uncomfortable, but very like entertaining. You know, yeah. like, uh, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of that. Like a lot of things were quite uncomfortable, but I found most of everything cozy in a weird way. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because it was so fun to watch, but yeah, and, um, and the the maid to me is like fulfills like a lot of what a mother should be and what a mother like how a mother should actually act. But obviously, she's not the mother, so leaves the regular mother, the real mother, to only have to do the emotional stuff. Does that make sense? So it's easier for the sort of Oedipal relationship to actually take place because she's not the one having to like tell him no, go eat your dinner, go do this, you know, go to bed, make your bed, whatever. Yeah, like they're much more equals than in terms of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, uh, you know, it, it's also the really obvious surface level dynamic is that the mother's like very attractive and the maid is like a beast of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> she's a, so she's like, a real battle axe. She's a battle axe of a woman. And like, you know, those traits alone, like, uh, you know, evoke something both in the viewer and I'm sure Laurent growing up, you know, there's some, like the, the person who takes care of him, the maid, like his physical needs is this like unattractive person, but then this like emotionally supportive and super nice woman that always loves him no matter what. Yeah, loves him no matter what. Is super attractive. Doesn't doesn't really say no. And, like and, throughout and the, the whole film, sorry. Uh, 
I just think, well, I don't know. I, I was just going to say that, and it's so important that the father desires the mother and can't have her mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so that Laurent never has to feel like he's losing to his father, you know? Like, that's so important for the whole Oedipal dynamic. But, uh, yeah, so, like, she's much more willing to be tender with Laurent, which, obviously, he's going to mistake for, you know, sexual... Because he's like he doesn't even know like what sex is like really you know yeah uh yeah I don't know and uh, I was just gonna say like the whole film he never really gets told no and he could almost get just anything he wants all the time except for Helena once true goodness and beauty once. yeah well that you know that's that's like an interesting part is oh, it was one of the first time where or one of the only times and throughout the film that we see him actually get properly denied being told no um in almost every other scenario like if there's any sort of resistance he just badges him he says that's not on the menu he says like does it look like i asked it was on the menu like fucking give it to me uh but yeah so following that thread uh he when she says no and then there's this explanation of the external when he says like oh they're lesbians she's a lesbian yeah and then prior to that you know the one denial was like when he's having sex with the prostitute and the brothers pull him out mm-hmm. and so that's like another external intervention and then when he's kissing the girl like he's having the cigar early on and uh oh yes and but that did not that that denial is also external but it's through the maid who says he's too young for this you're and your problems and she pulls Mm -hmm. him away so even when he's actually being like rejected by helena or whatever there's this like external explanation he's using which is that she's lesbian or something like that um at least for that one phase uh i don't know that's all i think that's interesting i thought her name was helene not helena I think I think you're right, or Helen. I don't think it's like H E H E L E N. I think it's the French Helen. Yeah, it's H E L E N E. Helen of Troy, baby. Um. Oh man, I was gonna say some. Oh yeah, what you guys? What you guys think of the the whole painting thing? Cause I like the cut to that. I yeah, I, I, I thought that was pretty intense. I was Good actually kind of disappointed when it, it cut away. Because I thought there's there's actually a lot of moments where I felt like chaos was just about to happen and then it either didn't happen or it did happen and then it cut away pretty quickly. Like it didn't, uh, like a lot of like emotional outbursts or whatever. I'm trying to think of like another one. But yeah, that one in particular. The painting yeah. was fun. I liked, I thought it was a good prank. Finally, like a wholesome <laughs> prank, and it made me happy because so it, it means that they didn't just <laughs> steal the painting and sell it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that made me happy that they didn't just steal the painting and sell it, and the prank seemed fun, and I bet they had a good laugh. Uh, oh, what is art? Is it real or is it just what you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like capitalist I, speculation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Capitalism. But, uh, but we're but <laughs> we, capitalism, man. We we I d- destroyed the painting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> we we. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's pretty good that it's these like ridiculous kids doing it because these kids are awful. Like 
like none of them we, we aren't being like uh hoisted some political message yeah. about the the royalists in indochina and the problem with art and capitalism because the only characters to express any political view any time a political view is expressed the character is cr- like an idiot like there's no obviously right character about anything you know yeah there's like semi wrong characters but it has more to do with how stuffy they are and how like lame they are but not like none of the views none of like the actual uh politics or something like that so it's cool that they're able to incorporate the political but without um like reducing the movie to the level of the political or something like that Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which i think is nice yeah, at least that's true. how it felt maybe it also feels that way because i'm not french i don't know much about the indochina wars but whatever no i liked it i agreed at first i was annoyed by the politics and then i was like wait like all the political stuff these stupid kids mm-hmm. yeah. so that's actually based and then i liked when the uh <laughs> like like it's supposed i feel like i felt like it was supposed to well, just when the kid is like, well, what do the, or the, the older guy is like, well, what do the younger generation think? And he's like, we don't give a damn or whatever yeah. like this. And I just yeah. like, because that's totally like, I don't know. I just like that that, that is totally how they want to feel. And yet they're the only ones espousing cringe political views. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, I like that the, the young people got mugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a great painting. Of course, it's worth millions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was sort of struggling to to see if the painting fit in anywhere with the film aside from just character development. You know, sort of building the world. Um, you know, I can't really think of much. Cause it because it feels meaningful enough that it would fit in somewhere more tightly with. Uh, yeah i don't know analysis or something like that Uh, yeah i mean from an analytical lens i think when i watch it i immediately think of the painting as being some sort of you know of course we're talking about art and it's all capitalist speculation but like what's also at work or whatever is like um the lacanian idea of like the the myth of the phallus and so Mm -hmm. like so like the myth of a superior structure and its power, the fact that its power is only from like what subtends it, right? The power of the phallus, the power of the, the state or something like that is only, it's like it's all an illusion and based on its constituent components that give rise to it, AKA the mm-hmm. culture and the, you know, the, the vibe in the country that give it power. So when you have this art piece that like, you know, and oh, it's capital, of course, it's worth a million dollars, it must be expensive. Well, I mean, what's like, what's being played is like, there's, they still, the older generation still believe in the phallus, but like what's occurred throughout France and things like that, you know, over over time and like what this whole vibe is in the country at the time is this sort of dismantling of the phallus or like generic phallic authority. Mm-hmm. And so like this, like, and they don't like, there isn't even necessarily like any views being posited, but instead like a, like a destruction of the illusion because because it is an illusion i would say it ultimately is an illusion but like obviously they don't put anything forward um but that's like just in line with the french thought of the times and things like that and what's at work in the movie if we think of the father mother and like my thesis with the uh this is an exploration of 
winning the Oedipal phase and not assuming it's actually an automatic failing because like that to say that winning the Oedipal phase is a problem is to also is to like subscribe to some older idea of phallic authority um mm -hmm. that the phallic like like the birth of phallic authority is by losing the Oedipal phase and by you know tail between your legs walking away from your mother because your father has her um and so that's what that's what like leads me to that thesis the whole vibe in the movie sort of to, yes i think probably parallel that or what i was thinking when i watched it was just how the the older people uh are the only ones who actually seem to appreciate the artwork and like talk about yeah. the artist and the way in which it's painted and it's beautiful right and like all the young people can see is some abstract concept of art and value and they want to you know make some abstract idealist point and destroy art and capitalism whatever it is mm. and it's like they never once like yeah like the I think you're right. The the older generation does have this like right, oh, a million dollar, you know, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. But they also are the only people who actually appreciate the art, and the young people can't even. I don't know. It seems like their 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 instinct is just to see it through some type of ideological lens. I think both do though. I yeah, don't yeah, think they, the they adults both... actually feel that way necessarily. Now maybe maybe they do, but I think what I'm led to believe is that the adults buy into the other ideology of the capital speculation. Mm -hmm. I don't think the kid's wrong saying that, um, only insofar as they deliver the line, it's worth millions or something. And that line like ruins their their actual enjoyment of it, you know? Um, it from my lens, you know, from me. Like when I hear them say that, I think, oh, okay, so they're not actually true art enjoyers, you know? Or something like that. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Well, it's both through an ideological end. I'm just commenting that the, the older people are the only people who talk about its beauty. Yeah, that's that's yeah. True. And like, what ruins it for me is when he said it's it's worth nothing more than its yeah. oil and its canvas. Yeah, you know, like so you know, he, he had me he had me at first, but he he had me at first. But when he says that, it's clearly he doesn't get it. Well, yeah. also, a film a film is not what it is printed on or printed <laughs> whatever i don't even know if it's made. Right, that's enough bernie um, <laughs> yeah i, th I mean i think i'm with it it's a good point i think i think it's uh also important that he's um i mean it's not like he's saying that he's it's not like he's making some kind of serious political point because it's some kind of deep conviction either you know like he's doing a prank like out yeah. of spite and so like I don't know, it makes, like, the views that he's expressing even more, like, adolescent, you know? Yeah, Just, yeah. like, I'm just going to say something to just right. flip it. I'm just going to flip a table in the room right now to piss right. off the adults. Yeah. Um, like, he's, like, he's playing the caricature of the dumb kid, like, communist, like, I'm going to fucking, I hate yeah. art, you know? Like, wow, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, the, all the sons, maybe this is just France at the time, but they're all uh, they're all pretty theory boys. We got a commute kid. Uh, the the one of the older brothers says commute's bad and read somebody else, some war guy. Yeah, <clears throat> they're they're in it. They're in they're the in intellectual yeah. young intellectual dark web. Yeah, I think I think that is a Fr a French thing, uh, especially the Camus. I mean, like, first off, Laurent's fifteen. 
and we in our high school were reading Camus at 16. So it's not but that, that was that was that was prescribed to you by the school by the yeah, state. Yeah, but we also know that he's like a prodigy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I liked it and also rich and aristocratic and stuff and cool. Yeah. But also like but also Camus is like popular at the time. He's a goddamn celebrity. Yeah. That, yeah. That is different. That's true. But I did like I like the depiction of it's, both <laughs> like the smart the smart kid in the family or like all the yeah. smart stuff, but also just like the like upper like upper class sort of lofty intellectual conversations. Camus was the JP of the time. So, like, <laughs> so when you walk up to yeah. so like two 16-year-olds are talking, it's like, are you reading 12 Rules for Life? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. But it's like, no, like, and then they make a movie about it like 20 years later. You're not going to say, damn, they were reading some intellectual shit back then. <laughs> like, nah, it's just 12 Rules for Life. Camus was the bench of the time. Damn. Yeah. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know the stranger was the 12 Rules for Life of... 50s france <laughs> i bet like popularity wise yeah probably damn that shit was huge nah, he was, was bigger he was huge bigger yeah honestly in, in france yeah he was a yeah. celebrity like an actual yeah, so he, he it, it really it really was and it was literally like a battleground in france everybody was talking about both sartre and camus all the time and everybody writing in france had to respond to them or else there was no point in writing like you had to incorporate their views somehow and take a side yeah, but wow, it was different back awesome. then. I mean, it makes sense for the time because they didn't have like Breaking Bad and Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so, I mean, what else are you yeah, gonna get excited about? There's nothing about? else to do. Yeah, yeah nothing, nothing else, else to do. I mean, no Marvel films. I don't get why yeah, we watched. Thanos. I don't get why we watched F for Fake when we could have just watched this 20 second clip with the painting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. So true. It makes all the same points. Equally trite. That guy. Yeah, that kid is definitely a. Uh, uh, Charturian. <laughs> Charturian. 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 As a side note, to fill the space, in Amor, okay. there is a scene where you can see the boom mic in the frame. Oh my god. <laughs> How insane really? is that? Uh, I saw that. Yeah, saw you did? That. No. Oh. <laughs> I, actually, I actually did see it. I forgot to bring it up. I, I did see it. I went back. I was like, wait, 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 what? And I, I, it makes me sad because I don't think it was some kind of intentional thing. I'm, I'm logging on to r slash movie details right now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, which movie? I mean, which not movie? Jeez, what which scene? <laughs> uh, I think it's in the, I think it's in the kitchen when he's cutting up the flowers. Damn. But it's definitely, uh... it's definitely in the kitchen. That's crazy. I think I think that's probably a comment on how yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So that's why I was sad because on, I, I on how music was. and art and uh, painting with if film. This is, like, if this is a Bergman, if this is, if this is a Bergman film, that's exactly what Troy would say. No, he would say, "Wow, in- incredible Bergman." No, it good depends, commentary, dude. <laughs> dude, when you're watching the mirror, dude, in the mirror they. They like you could totally see the shadow of the, the <laughs> yeah. boom mic guy, bro. Like they messed, they yeah, really they messed dropped the bag on that one, dude. Yeah, yeah. the ball. Uh, yeah. What else? Look, look we're, I'm not gonna let you corrupt this podcast with your Hanukkah posting. I was just saying, 
I just remembered and, and wanted to spit it out, you know. Yeah, well, did you no, see a boom mic cool. in this movie, huh? Yeah, did you see no, a boom mic in this movie? No, I didn't, actually. Yeah, you seen they didn't boom use any boom It's Troy, all dubbed. Troy, are you <laughs> seeing boom mics? What? Have you what? been seeing boom what? mics? Been seeing bo- <laughs> There's the boom mic in the room of those right now. <laughs> Is there a boom mic? Troy, don't turn around right now. <laughs> um... Yeah, so much of the movie is dubbed. Like, there were points when it was like people's lips were moving and they were just definitely saying oh, you something meant, you, else. You could see that? Hearing. Dude, I was too busy reading. I was too busy absorbing information, man. I oh, couldn't, I'm sorry that you can't. No time. Oh, I, I, no, I, I had no. I had no. I had I think, no time. I think. I do think that there's. I don't think, like, a ton. I don't know how much. It is, but I do know that some scenes, or I did feel that some scenes were dubbed. I don't know about like a ton or like okay, majority no. or what. But uh, uh, oh, I wanted to talk about the laughter because Troy, you you love uh, the director communicating with viewer idea, right? At directly, uh, as like using the art, but like clearly the art is referencing the viewer, right? Um, um I don't know, like. You like I think you like that that was something you loved in Piano Teacher and something you loved in uh, uh, Code uh, Unknown and it's something Hanukkah utilizes anyways do you understand you just know the general idea I'm talking about right well I like com- yeah sure why not I like communication from the film to me like building no, a mean, real relationship what do you mean no no, 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 no I mean you... I'm, it's obvious what I'm talking about oh just when oh just when the film is talking about you as the audience. Yeah. Yes. Like a, so, like the opening of uh, the opening of of uh, Amor when you're the when you're yeah. you're the spec you know the spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. You like that type of stuff, right? <laughs> I don't That's know. I don't know if I like that type of stuff. <laughs> he, he, he you like that like kind like, of stuff. Like, you know. You like that type of stuff. Troy, you know, like like that that no, I don't like that type of stuff. You like have that. Troy, you're always the one who brings it up every time we watch it. Yeah, you do. Dude, yes. Thank you. You bring it up every time. He is the he's the guy. He's the guy. He does. You're kind of into that, dude. You're. He likes that stuff. Like that stuff. You like yeah. it. Okay. I, no, I, I think we've watched a lot of Hanukkah lately, and Hanukkah <laughs> likes that stuff. And I like Hanukkah, and uh, it just one happens to, one. to be relevant. All right. <laughs> it's all just right, a transitive right. property thing, dude. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I like it. Look, I like it. I, I, like, I like it when it. it's good. I like it when it's good. <laughs> I like it when it's good. I like it. Oh, look, I like, I like that kind of stuff. Look, I like Anyways. it when movies are good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the so like obviously they're laughing at the viewer because of the way they've made you feel. You, you viewer. This is you. Uh huh. You are in. You uh-huh. are walking in in that room, and they're all laughing at you. Yeah. Right because of I think this uh, whole uh, thing discussed a while ago, which is the mm, transformation of just utter disgust that one is inclined to feel early on versus this much more like empty space unknown what the hell like feeling you emerge with like it's like still a grotesque situation but it's not utter disgust uh and i think like that there's some sort of like laughter going on from the director at the viewer for the way he was able to manipulate the incest situation so deftly such that it doesn't evoke utter disgust, you know? It's like one of the most it's like most like taboo love imaginable and yet it it registers well or at least it did with me. 
And I think I was talking with other people, like, it's amazing that you actually end up on Laurent's side. You're actually kind of like, when you're, by the time, like halfway through the rehab house, you're like, all right, dude, like, I don't want it to happen, but look, just, just have sex with your mom. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and it's like, and it's like, it's this super like uh, affective thing going on, you know, you're not like thinking that or, you know, explicitly, but you're kind of just down for him to just have sex with his mom, even though it's like still bad. You're not, you're not like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That's one way of looking at it. Or you just know he's going to have sex with his mom, so you just want it to happen so the movie can be over finally. Jesus. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> did you feel kidding. that way? No, no, uh, no You no, actually no. believe that. You believe that. No, I agree. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if I... Want, I definitely never wanted him to have sex with his mom, but I did have the sense, like, oh, this is... Like, the teasing almost was, like, unbearable. Like, all the little moments of, like... Like him not going clothes. on the trip so he can kind of interfere with his mom and her lover and all this stuff. Like that was the stuff that was like painful for me. And at some point I'm like, all right, just like have sex with your mom so I can like, you know, so we can move on or something. Yeah. yeah Which they on, do, right? you know. Yeah, right. That's exactly what yeah, happens. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And then, they, and then you get laughed at. Yeah, and then you get laughed at for rooting because you rooted for a young 15 year old French boy to have sex with his mom so you could move on. So you could move on. (laughs) I mean, you could move on. You could move on. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure about the the uh, anal phase. I'm not, Mm -hmm. is, is, yeah, is number two. Is there a sequel yeah, to the is, anal phase this movie? Is, this, this is this is Lacanian, not Freudian. Wait, the, you, you, you stupid. Anal is dad or something. Anal is dad. Anyways, I do think that the, <laughs> this is. I, so I like I like the uh, I like I like the ending. I think it matches super well. And like when you think of uh, Vibhusavi, when the prostitute gets shot, that's like an absurd ending, and it just feels like what the fuck, dude. All right. Like it really, it really does not hit the way that this ending hits. Um, even though I think both are working directly antagonistically with the viewer, uh, this one uh, does it more deftly, or something like that. It's definitely a big relaxing yeah. moment too. You finally can relax. And yeah, the, like it's over. You know, just to speak on, you know, like how it didn't really feel weird once they become united. Like there are so many uncomfortable moments leading up to it that prime you like him like trying on her clothes and him spying on her and that that little moment that they share after he peers at her in the in the bathroom like when they're on the cap when they're after this sorry i don't know uh well yeah you, you have it right and then so after that when they're sitting on the bed and they have like this little moment together like that is almost a little microcosm to come you know, like that is a really perfect primer to get you just slightly past the uncomfortableness of the sexual nature between the two, or at least, at least maybe maybe one one way sexual nature. Um, that like breaks the barrier for more to start coming in. Mm. It's also helpful that uh, the mother is attractive. Uh, like if she was like more of a battle axe i think it probably <laughs> would become more uncomfortable yeah um it'd be way yeah. harder yeah it'd be way harder to assume laurent's perspective exactly which, which the the ending and this whole rooting for laurent idea this this emotion that i'm trying like emotional feeling you know uh 
that I'm trying to describe, like that like would not develop if the mother was not also like eye candy for the male gaze. Exactly. And exactly. She, she's very attractive and so serves yeah, 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 yeah. And you can assume his perspective. Right, right. You're like, oh yeah, I get it, Laurent. Yeah. If, <laughs> if she if she and so if she was ugly, it might be like hmm, you could say it might be more realistic and more grotesque. But yeah. it'd, be a, it'd be a totally different movie, you know? Yeah. And this is still in some sense real. Uh, because, you know, some people just... Hey, look, some moms are attractive. I'm sorry. That's just how it goes. <laughs> I don't make the rules. So sorry. I don't make, yeah, the, I don't rules. make the rules. I don't make I'm... the rules. <laughs> I don't make the so... rules, bro. Your mom's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your mother. Uh, what else? Like, Troy just wants it to be a short podcast. No, Troy, no, give, give I don't me have something. Troy, all right, all right, give all right. me a little something. Um, I like the. Uh, okay, I'll tell you what. My score is getting boosted by a whole integer because this movie Whoa, features what? smoking cigarettes, Whoa. and I think that's oh, really cool. And that adds yeah. an extra. Point, I really like that. Whole, it's a whole point. Whole if you make look for all the directors listening who want to get a high score, have your character <laughs> smoke. <laughs> yeah. And what get, about a uh, what about that? I like line? the little kid. I like the little kid. Oh, the oh yeah, Gert, oh, thank yeah. you. He is really oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm glad what about the Goethe recital? recital? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Goethe yeah, recital was so super awesome. good. I like that whole thing. A little on the nose, maybe, but uh, a little on the nose. That's okay though. It's yeah, it was cool. It was French. Like, I big want noses. my films on the nose. I want my film on the nose. Dude, if my film isn't on the nose, then like, don't don't hide information from me. Just say it, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, just say, <laughs> just say one a one-hour director just telling you. Yeah, he just really a good. lecture. If you, he just likes yeah. you the script. Yeah, yeah. And and Troy and Troy wants it to the exact thing, same thing to be said, except he has to mine for the information. It's, it's really hard no, to understand. No, 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 no. Yeah, Troy wants to silence. I've seen House of Jack built, so uh. How about how about uh, no the uh the cigar Troy likes sitting to New York because Tro- love that scene Sorry. yeah love I like the cigar scene. I and like his answer you gotta love his answer yeah Women it's either me or the gaming PC yeah, yeah. says the gaming me. he says the gaming PC yeah, yeah. yeah. choose between triple cigar. monitors or a what yeah <laughs> he says triple monitors <laughs> triple monitors yeah I did like that I like that whole scene because it reminded me of when I was young and like hanging out like my brother would have some kind of little soiree with older people and and dude they're yeah uh it uh, just reminded me of that if you think about firstly that's so awesome that's dude so i i have had situated i one time visited He's my you. brother in college and i was like i was a sophomore in high school oh and it was like a big party years. school we went to a party and i was like trying to like you know yeah uh you know make oh moves God. i was trying to put some moves on this girl wow and it was so bad crazy. it was so wow. embarrassing because everyone was like it wasn't like this where the girl's like oh you know yeah let me teach you how to kiss it was it like, yeah it was like this child and everyone was like you know trying to trying to like Make sure I had a fun time, you know, like, oh, Chad's little brother, you know. It was hey, little cool. man, yeah. how you doing? Yeah, hey, little yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I think it would be, I think. Here's a little be, brother. It'd be better if it wasn't college disparity. If it was just like, I think like 15 at like a, a bunch of 
high school seniors uh-huh. somehow makes more sense and is more permissible and would go more like the yeah. more likely to go the this yeah. French situation, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I wanted to say the whole cigar thing from a theoretical perspective is cool because, and I think it still is in line with this. I mean, if look, if we just want to paint it all edible here. I mean, I think the fact that he, he chooses wants the penis. The fact that he chooses the cigar is like the choosing <laughs> of the phallus, like phallic authority. You know, he wants to choose the power. Uh, and in so doing, like, choosing, winning the Oedipal phase uh, as opposed to his father. Because uh, normally, like, the son is castrated compared to the father or something like that. Yeah. Um, mm. There's some sort of, like, you know, he's he's rejecting that. And what does but, he get for it? He gets the girl. He says right. cigar, and then the girl goes for him. Exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Smoke cigarettes, get girls. Yes. Smoke cigarettes, get girls. Yes. So and he, every, he every introduces girl, the little kid to the cigarettes every girl yeah every girl hates cigarettes okay they all think they're so nasty and gross they say they say until 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 they're until they've had three glasses of wine until they've had Mm -hmm. three glasses of wine (laughs) and then they and then they walk up to you and say hey can i can i smoke your cigarette Mm -hmm. and this is of course code this is code for is, well, wanting a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. For literally <laughs> wanting a cigarette. And then walking away as soon as you give it to them. They hate the cigarette, <laughs> but they love the smoker, baby. And then, like, you try having a striking up a conversation, and they say, like, oh, yeah, say, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, they that's say thanks awesome. for the cigarette. That's so dope. That's lit. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, I'm going to hey, go so, back to my friends now. Yeah, um, thanks a lot for this. Can I have bye. five yeah. cigarettes for later? All right, bye. <laughs> yeah. All the girls want some too. Yeah. And you go, oh sure, honey. And you hand her, and you hand her like, eight, you just like hand her like eight because you're like so sloshed. Some um, dude kicks you in the balls all the time. All every night. Yeah, that happens. That happens every day. <laughs> yeah, dude, my mom is crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he? Do you think he ever got like actually? Um, yeah. Do you ever have a dream where you could? No, no, no. Do you ever have a dream where that could? No. Could. Do you think that? Do you think Laurent ever got um, like abused by the, by the the priest, his teacher or whatever? Oh no, I think he got. Uh, out. I think he like. You think he got out? He dude, got out. I, I think he got out. Yeah. But I do. You know. But that was so dude, That was so awful. The priest right. has given you some crazy based advice, and then he puts his hands around your leg, and now Dude. all of his advice is undermined. Oh, okay. I want to um, make a reference, but I don't know who's read Catcher in the Rye. Oh, I, I have read Catcher in the Rye. Who has read it? The one... The- the one, the who, one book I've read. That's actually the only book I've the, read. The one, who, the one who says, "Oh, you liked Catcher in the Rye," and then makes fun of you for liking it because he's made some 4chan posting on you. Yeah, he's read the book. Yeah, he's read the book, and he probably liked it. Yeah, and I liked it. Yeah, liked, oh yeah, I, oh, I, I, like, I actually liked the book a lot, know. which he is why it actually happened. Probably not. You probably didn't get it. I probably yeah. didn't get it. No, no, no. Okay, what's the reference? You're, you're... Oh, just in in Catcher in the Rye, there's a, an extremely similar situation in which. Uh, Holden is being given like this life advice that seems very sound and good and then uh, everything that the the older person is saying is a teacher figure as well everything that he's saying becomes like a double entendre when he does this kind of uh, 
really yeah it takes on like a double meaning when he when he like uh makes some kind of very ambiguous advance on holden Ooh. um and i just saw that as being a very i thought i thought it was a very uh similar situation where like the mm-hmm. advice really is seems good and then um yeah it just becomes sexual mm-hmm. yeah Oh, yeah. I'm even asking so to begin with. I can't even fit my penis around my, it. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, <laughs> it's like, uh, dude, asking how much he's fucking jerked off is just so weird. I mean, I like, I don't think it's that weird. I, I, I'm like, I'm conflating my feelings with it from just because I've seen it for the second time. So I knew it was about to happen. So, my feelings watching him do that was contextualized in knowing that he was going to make advances. So when he's like, you know, when he's confessing his sins and he's trying to prod him to get him to tell him how much he jerked off, it was like, to me, that was really weird. It's pretty standard. Ultimately sexual. Is it standard? It, yeah. it is a standard question. Oh. It's a standard question. I, mean, I, didn't, in, I didn't know in, that. In any, in any case where it's like people are taking it seriously, you know, chastity seriously or whatever. Like that's a pretty, it's a pretty okay. serious question. Yeah. All right. The Wrong church. alert. Yeah. Wrong alert. Stupid. Stupid alert. Well, no. Fun I fact. mean, it's while it is a standard question. I mean, it clearly becomes. Uh, st- it's still. It, I mean, the whole the whole situation gets recontextualized when he. Yeah. Like, starts yeah. making yeah. moves on him, and like yeah. that included. But that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought it was like a non-standard itself, question. Like the way it was in my head was it was a non-standard question oh, okay. that he was like prodding him okay, to like okay, get him okay, to talk okay. about it just so he could hear it, you know, for his own fantasy. No, which probably, which, no, no, which, no. which probably like is there's probably like an underlying amount there for him, especially after he's made advances. Um, but I thought that was like unique to to this, not something that was common among yeah. the church. Yeah, no. But what's interesting though is he says something like uh, to the mother when he's doing the at-home les- Latin yeah, lessons. Yeah, based. He says something like, "You should start treating him like an adult." Again, he says something based. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Which is but, what he—that's uh, he, what he wants too. He wants to treat him like an adult. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, oh, I, think a, I think there's clearly like some sort of church. I know some church. Uh, you know, the church. You know, is the state. You know, it's it's definitely similar to the state and the phallic authority and things like that. This guy's mm-hmm. literally a father. Yeah, literally a father. So uh, him saying treat him like an adult, there's some sort of, uh, you know, there's some sort of idea that the, the phallic authority understands that, I don't know, like, I think this, I really do think that this is, the whole movie is being framed this way. Like, the father knows that Laurent should not win the Oedipal phase uh and because and he's not just saying that in like a selfless way like oh it's better for laurent but because he's hypocritical and like a bad person ultimately you know a corrupt priest or something like that or we're led to think that it it uh it means that any sort of preservation of the phallic authority is more like self-serving like the phallic authority needs to maintain power as opposed to like actually giving like based advice in the interest of laurent yeah Yeah. or something like that which is why, which again, I just think is evidence towards my the original thesis of like this is an exploration into what winning the Oedipal phase is like and 
what that means for like power structures culturally or something like that socially mm. and they want to attend a black mass <laughs> reading reading Camus, wanting to attend a black mass very anti-church someone says a baseline someone's like some kid or is it Laurent, he's like uh, engaging in obscenity means you believe or something like this. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. he's like not captured by someone want like talking about super sacrilege stuff. Yeah. He's like yeah, it was you're like just cringe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like, like you're to just eat cringe. Extra. Believe. Yeah. Right. Right. He's still like operating within the the framework or something like that. Yeah. I like when the brothers measure their wieners. Oh, that was pretty funny. It's super good. Yeah. But then the maid comes in and they like. Harass the hell Harass her. That poor yeah. lady. That poor battle poor axe. Lady. Poor yeah. battle axe. Poor battle axe. Yeah. Hers God, is her life, a her life is hell. Hers and the uh, young the young maid who gets the milk bottle spilled. Right <laughs> yeah. That'll give yeah she, seems, she seems a bit more distant in the relationship. Uh, yeah, you know kind I mean? of. Although like, she also, she's just cooking the food. Yeah, she also, yes. She's definitely less hands-on than uh, Olga or whatever she is. Olga. But uh Olga. <laughs> but when uh but she's there when they're asking for more wine, I think. And just before they play spinach tennis or whatever, um she the the young girl's there and gets mildly harassed as well. Yeah, yeah. No one is safe. No one's safe, not to the boyish adolescent penis. Dude all, dude, all, <laughs> dude, dude, all the boys uh is there a single good boy we're like movie? we're we're so we're so id so id focused id forward is id the, forward. Uh, the 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 youngest child was based he seemed like kind of chill but he's on a bad track if he's following Laurent. yeah yeah he yeah. is like, a nice you know, kid he is he is the least id but i mean if you don't like contextualize him within the rest of everybody else he is he is still so carnal well he's reading you Tintin know? though so that's good yeah, he's reading Tintin. Tintin. <laughs> he's reciting Goethe. He's another dying. another he's another huge in a, intellectual figure at the time that has he, captured 1960s France. He's dying in, in the arms of that one, that one of Laurent, of uh, the Earl King. Um, I have a thought um about the sacrilege, uh, yeah, moment. So that that whole sentiment that laurent expresses that like you have to like the the enjoyment of of sacrilege comes from like it imply like you need to believe in the the structure that you're you are yes uh uh like violating or whatever or, like going against yeah this is interesting because if um this whole kind of sexual uh this kind of like normalization of different like uh kind of just sexual promiscuity or whatever in France this mm-hmm. implies that like the part of oh, oh a part part of the enjoyment of uh like sex or whatever as an adolescent is something like it's something you're not supposed to be doing you know right absolutely and that yeah. and so because that's removed um i don't know exactly what that frees up or changes but it definitely it definitely reframes his whole sexual expira- exploration because it's suddenly like it's it's like allowed or something, which means that there's like a I don't know the enjoyment is is different uh, in some way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole enjoyment of the brothel was crazy. I mean, it didn't 
it didn't strike me as a viewer like, oh, he's doing this incredibly insane thing with a prostitute. Oh my god. Yeah. No, instead instead it's like, oh okay, they're all just gonna head down to the brothel and he's <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. that's that's like a product of the times. Like that's that's expressing exactly what you're saying. It's like the enjoyment that one would get or like the suspense that we as a viewer would get um is negated by the fact of it that it's been accepted and normalized and things like that. Yes. Um so yeah, I think that's definitely at work. Um, which mm-hmm. I mean, I think that um because of that like um with like Helene or whatever, how Helene is like, I'm waiting for until I like love someone or whatever. Yeah. Based. It makes it, it makes it super, uh, um, I don't know. It, it's interesting because it allows for like both of them to have their kind of view in that scenario where they're like, uh, uh, not lining up because for her, it's like, uh, there's no enjoyment in the I mean yeah it just becomes like the the it becomes purely like indulgent you know like mm-hmm. the any kind of sexual promiscuity and so like yeah yeah so you're saying that and I agree I think I would agree if this is what you're saying you're saying like her her interesting and in being chased is a more transgressive act than just regular indulgence um, <coughs> given what the culture is like and given what we've been shown by Laurent uh is that what you're saying yeah yeah uh, and and there's a certain enjoyment to it and a certain like uh power associated with the enjoyment of being chased right yeah in yeah. this yeah. context yeah yeah um, yeah because it seems like her chastity is though it's never explained it doesn't seem like it's just some oh yeah i'm gonna be chased because you know the church told me to no it seems like there's some because she says it's i'm saving it for the one i love not like I'm saving it because it would be a sin in the eyes of God, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, yeah, it's interesting that like the the thing that she is um, um, using as like the the superstructure or whatever has become like a personal thing as opposed to yeah. some mm-hmm. kind of universal thing, mm-hmm. um, right? And but yeah, it also it also makes Laurent's um, sexual advances like on girls more like empty you know like less yeah less like yeah. fun or like um yeah i don't know there, there yeah there's a huge there's a huge part of it that's lost or whatever because it is like okay for him to be doing what he's doing or something yeah it's especially okay relative to the incest situation so like yeah so like we know that the taboo like he's he's behaving according to normal relative to the taboo it you know we would prefer that he has sex with helen uh, Helene or any of these other girls over his woman because <laughs> I said his woman that's funny <laughs> over his mother uh, uh, yeah literally anyone I'd rather have sex with his right. brother than his mom <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah and I mean I think that the the enjoyment though is and that's why the viewer like ends up as I'm saying, like on his side, I know Troy doesn't necessarily subscribe to that. Well, I'm I'm on his side. Okay. I just don't okay. think he does. Well, I mean, good. I mean a very, I mean a very specific <laughs> way. I mean, on his side in terms of winning the Oedipal Pit. Yes, like, you kind of yes. just want him to do it. Yeah. And I think that there's, it's because the enjoyment that we as a spectator and he's getting is because of the taboo, and the taboo emerges as like the only path forward, given the fact that 
all this other sexual promiscuity yeah. has been normalized. Yeah, because there like, is no this other is a taboo. final taboo. Right? Yeah, there is no other taboo, and this is like yeah, you can't mm-hmm. get like any more taboo. Yeah, the final um, taboo. Except it's not, because the final taboo is obviously daughter father. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's the last He's, one. I agree. Higher, yeah. higher, yeah. higher, I mean, I kind of intuitively think it's a little more taboo, but well, yeah, but I don't. No, I no. also am kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, but... the final taboo is two grandparents going at it. <laughs> <laughs> is your grandma's? Is your mom's? Just mom grandma and grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate taboo is all people having sex. It's people over the age of six. Yeah. You, <laughs> John, and to, and to, and to fulfill that, you need to just grow old. Yeah, yeah. To fulfill that, you die. So you, yeah, so you have that, to you have to just wait. This sounds like some shit Zizek would say. He'd be like, you know, I actually love having sex now because it is mm. so gross. That's funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw a thing the other day of like a screenshot of Zizek with like subtitles on or whatever, and uh, said, uh, "When did I last ha- last have sex? Never. When will I have sex? Never." Whoa. He's never gonna have sex. But that's not true. He's had sex. He's had sex. <laughs> So yeah, this is the this is our, gonna be our baby. first this is our first film on the journey of fulfilling Zizek's Criterion Collection list, right? No. Next up no. is next I'll, up I'll is. I'll tell you what I've watched one other one on his Criterion list. What? Uh, I think it's called Sn- Snowbreak or like Ice Storm or Snowstorm. Something like uh, that. It's Snowpiercer. Sn- no. <laughs> no. No, it's it's called like Ice Crash Snowstorm, something like that. I don't know. It's it's, it's a super generic ice title. Yeah. And uh I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, viewers. Don't watch that movie. It's Damn. not that good. Dude, not a no anti rec. Anti rec. No, you know what? If I gave it a score, it would probably be more than bad. But it's not like <laughs> What does that mean? More bad. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not more extreme. I don't mean more is more. Yeah, yeah, higher, yeah, yeah, more yeah. is not higher rating than bad. Yeah, on the number line. Yeah, absolute value. More. Absolute value more. Um. <laughs> well, I don't know. Zizek, yeah, Zizek's like Criterion stuff. He doesn't even. Dude, like... oh, oh, I'm sorry. Bro. I've watched another one. I've watched another Criterion of his. Uh, Elsmore Brooks and I have watched it, and. Wow, was that movie not worth watching? That movie, <laughs> again, again, I will not say bad, but oh my god, that one. Well, he, fa- really he fast forwards. He fast forwards through his films. Yeah, he fast forwards through his films. What an Respect. absolute evil person. Yeah, and he, he says that he enjoys. He says that he's uh, he's corrupt because he enjoys uh, the director's commentary and the behind the scenes more than the film. Yeah, so cringe. But then he gives good commentary in his perverts guide. Like he talks about three colors yeah. blue and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, but his commentary is from an analytical perspective. Yeah. It's not right. like his commentary is not like Look at the super. What would you say? Look at the lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or something like that. But you... or, or even like that affective. He doesn't even like say like, 
and it's so it's so beautiful when she does this now yeah. he says and it's and it's uh perhaps the greatest tragedy and then he moves on to the <laughs> thing, you know like he doesn't say like yeah and that's all wait you've seen antichrist though too that's like he, oh, but that, that wasn't. He no, it's not. No, it's not. Wait, what it's, list it, are you talking he, he about? Said, I'm trying to find one. Or he, he, just he, when says, he's in he says, "I would." Yeah, he, he says, grabs. I would, he grabs Antichrist. No, no, but he grabs Antichrist and he says, "I might watch this. I haven't seen it yet." Oh, That's okay. not a wreck. Oh, well, well he should watch I've it. Seen he likes. It and he, he likes. He likes Trier though. So. Yeah, he must. Yeah, that's what he says. I like Trier. I haven't seen this. I suspect I won't like it. That's what he said. <laughs> okay, wait, no, I see. I will probably I mean, not really. like it, but I like Von Trier. It is simply part of a duty. That's what yes. he says. Oh, I, bet, I bet he'd like it. I bet he has. Yeah, I, bet, I bet at yeah. the time of saying that, he didn't know enough about it. Who wouldn't like that movie? We need to watch that. Brody, you've seen it, right? My favorite misogynist. Mm, I, mean, I, I, I effectively have not seen it. Okay, good. Maybe he doesn't like. Maybe I've got it wrong because all the movies on his list, none of them. Well, I don't. I haven't seen all of them, but many of them are not good. They're not like Antichrist. <laughs> not he's got. Good. He's got the. Two of them are not good. He's got the drier box set. Yeah. Which oh, true. seems based. I don't know. I just watched uh, Passion of Joan of Arc recently, which was crazy good. Terrible. I mean. What crazy. have you seen? Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. John, John oh, you're, awesome. you get the movie more than me. Imagine, imagine liking getting only half of the audiovisual experience. Hey, there's music. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys did absolutely destroy dude, to, to talk about dude, you, skull you were, you're, dude, you're skull cracked. <laughs> talk, talk a little bit about Look, the movie. Silent, that we all Silent watched. Films is the next stage. Laurent, we've not, we've not Laurent ascended. Scarlet to, Yeah. Who else contracted scarlet fever as a child? A lot of people. Fred Rogers. I don't okay. know who uh, that is. Mr. Rogers? Oh. Did he actually? Yeah. I don't know this guy named Did Fred, but I know this guy named Mr. <laughs> uh, but what's that word? Die. 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 Diegetic. Thank you. Yeah, um, some like half diegetic music in this film, and I think all of the music was from that guy who starts with the G, that Laurent really likes. Gassy boy. Uh-huh. What? Uh huh. I don't likes, know. Who, he talks about is. they talk about Charles Parker in the beginning. Yeah, but they don't. I don't even think they they never. I don't know if he ever plays the Charlie Parker record. No, I think yeah. it's somebody else. It's it's not. It's what was being played in the hotel, I think. Goofendorf. Is that him? Is it jazz joke? or not jazz? <laughs> Is that a joke? Goofendorf. <laughs> 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 Imagine that his name is Goofendorf. <laughs> My God, he's the best jazz musician ever. Goofendorf. They call him the Goof. And then when he when the when the the mom walks in after uh, having her little powwow. And she's like, turn that, turn that turn, off, turn and then he just, and then he fucking just cranks it, yeah. but ultimately turns it off. Oh yeah, I like turn that. that. I turn like that, that terrible, turn that dreadful music off. Wee wee, wee wee, jazz. Yeah, then he cranks it, and he like stares <laughs> at the door for like ten seconds, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, and then he, he turns goes, it off. Fuck you, mother! 
I'm going to listen to my music, very lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and then he cranks and he says, oh, take that, mother. Yeah. And then he cranks it down. Yeah. Turns it off. Oh, I, like the, I like the part of the film where they go, oh, bon appetit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny because in a Japanese movie, they would actually say like, uh, what's the thing where they go like, like, you know they do that because i'm like they do that thing like right before they eat they go uh, you know they say something <laughs> there's like some phrase in like every anime. they say arigato every... right before they eat <laughs> actually it's like it's, don't they it's, say it's, like teriyaki suzuki or something they, they actually say i think it is arigato kasayomas or something like that maybe not but they say that every time before they eat and it's in like every anime it's in tons of japanese movies and it's funny because like a french movie literally it, it it would be the same as just saying like bon appetit, you know, like <laughs> but it's like accepted in anime and stuff like that and like Japanese film. Like why don't we why don't we have French anime, huh? So that one music video, do you remember when this one YouTube video was really popular and it's like it's animated, they're going to the pool and it's like this hell this hell spiral where they're at this like pool and it's like this music video and like Gangnam like they style? walk they go they start swimming in the pool and there's like these crazy enemies in the pool like they're like alien vicious things and then it's all like all an allegory for sex do you know what i'm talking about no no oh yes, yes. i do everyone has wow. seen it here probably or at least i, I mean given it seems like brody has but yeah uh, dude I'm that, that sure unearthed the memory dude yeah i yeah. forgot that i've seen that That's it true. was it's like video. it could be an orange giant commercial. it was it was a music I video i I, sw- I don't know how i watched it but i was a kid and yeah, i don't yeah. even know like, like where 10. i got like, yeah. I don't, was it in my recommended? Probably. Did somebody link it to me? It, it was YouTube. It was recommended for a little bit because it was going viral, but then it also got reacted to by the by YouTubers React like a year after. No, that was, that was, just, I was, I watched it before that. The French, the French version of Happy Tree Friends or something? No, no, no. It's no, like It's no. like actually a music video. It's actually kind of cool. I mean, it's obviously kind of grotesque and not, it's not actually deep, but it's like an allegory for sex, like I said. So it's like kind of, and like, problems mm-hmm. with promiscuity mm-hmm. and that's french anime that's what got when i that when i watched that as a kid it was one of the most grotesque things i've ever seen yeah, i watched it thing. like maybe two years ago and i was so like i couldn't believe how disgusted i used to be well, and i, I just wasn't anymore. i think it's a psyop i think the whole point of it is to make you never want to have sex <laughs> <laughs> cool it worked i think, I think it's a psyop <laughs> I think it's <laughs> and they just they just uh they just release that to the masses yeah i just do i swear every i swear everybody saw that video yeah, like yeah uh, like before they were like 15 you yeah. know 16 okay, wait, yeah I gotta, I gotta know what you guys are talking about well yeah for the viewers at home you know what i should i should look it up right now i'm sorry for the typing just so the viewers at home you know the listeners at home can uh can participate yeah they they can know what we're talking about so you know or keep keep the, com- the show keep the comms alive and i'll uh, look it up no no, no just keep the comms for active. listeners in okay China. comms active is it called die fantasy official video i don't know hold on i'm looking at some young people D-Y-E fantasy official yeah. video yes fantasy official i haven't seen this actually video? but it's looking oh erotic. yeah the, yeah this is the one you'll like it also, so the listeners at home, it's D-Y-E hyphen fantasy official video. You've probably seen it, unless you're in Bangladesh. Maybe it's not, it's restricted. <laughs> or uh, 
I know it's restricted in uh, Somalia and uh, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so, you, you know, for all the listeners over there, maybe you can get a VPN or something. Check out DYE Fantasy Official Video by Tiger Sushi Records. Ooh, this is pretty raunchy. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty Dude, good. Are you fast I expected right? something this different. Is, I thought it was yeah, this is like a, this is turning into like a Joe Rogan podcast where they're just like watching a, a fucking YouTube Jim, video. Jim, could you pull that up? Yeah. Yeah. And then we're they're like you you you're just driving your car, you you can't see the video and they're just like, "Whoa, dude, that was crazy." And you're yeah. like, "I don't know what's happening." Did you see how that monkey just took over like flipped that car? Whoa. <laughs> you see, yeah. Oh you my gosh. Look this at this is, picture of this chimp. This is awful. <laughs> Yeah, look, look, have, you that thing? Yes. have you ever seen a hairless chimp? Oh my god, dude. Take the face off. Oh yeah, this video kind of sucks, actually. Yeah, this is awful. Also, the animation is gross, too. Like, it doesn't even... <laughs> the movie is so evil. Or the, not the movie, the uh, video. Yeah, dude, it's 2011, like, it man. Give it a, like, the animation it is style is gross, too. Like, you... It's 2011, dude. It was made by one guy... Yeah, this video sucks, man. Can you guys wasting my time? Yeah, this guy's disgusting. Look, you said you wanted French anime. It sounds like you don't want it. I yeah, didn't I want that. I, I didn't, so I you didn't said want. that. You <laughs> said that. Who John started? said it. John <laughs> said it. I did not bring Someone it up. Someone brought a French anime. I said, said, I said, said when are we going to get French anime? I was obviously kidding. And you got it. Yeah, you got it. Oh, yeah, you were obviously kidding. Look. Wait, are you to the part with the where it gets actually gross? Yes. I just I skipped through it a little bit. Yeah, I skipped through the whole thing. Okay, I for all the viewers a, at home, for the viewers at home who want to see Deep. what essentially they should have seen, Orangina commercials. You guys know that drink at Trader Joe's? No. Orangina? You've never had it? No, they can't sell something like that. Wait, no. That's not, <laughs> yeah, that's they not can. A, that's not a, tra- that's not not a Trader, Trader Joe's drink. Yes, they that's do. It's a Trader Joe's. They can't sell no, something like that. You guys It's not a Trader Joe's drink, though. It is a European drink. It is a European. They sell it at every Trader Joe's in the U.S. Well, that's a bold claim. I've, dude, no, I've bought I'm, so I'm many bottles of orange. Have you been? Okay, name name every Trader Joe's. Anyway, you should look at the like. Look, wait, dude, they put the orangina in cereal, bro, and cornflakes. No, they. And do I'm watching. Not. Uh, yes, they do. Wait, I just found an awesome throwback. Wait, but I'm yeah, I'm watching animals. <laughs> like, I'm watching sexy animals. I mean, yeah. this isn't. Is the orangina commercials are pretty crazy, dude. This is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Makes the plants grow. Yeah, so we got a bear. He poured some orangina on some, and it made flowers. For the listeners, for the listeners, the, the flower, yeah, huge honkers. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a deer. We're he's well in, an inner. The bear is well endowed, by the way. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. American Beauty reference. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah American Beauty. Ugh. Uh, uh, octopus, so octopus now... strip club. Now, honestly, every animal was like really unattractive except for the two mammals. Is it just Except for the two <laughs> zebras? The, uh, the, just oh this deer, the deer and bear make sense. The zebras even aren't that bad. But like, <laughs> the the octopus, no, the zebras are pretty bad. The octopus and flamingo were so much worse. Dude, what's all these references? Yeah, the octopus was it looks like The orangina looks like it's urine. Why is it? It is <laughs> very tasty. It is really good. It is t- it's just I like love that drink, dude. A really good, really ad. good drink. This You've had it, Brody. So evil. Oh, dude, have I had? Yeah, it? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, I've I've had it. 
I've I've had had it a lot. Where did this ad air? This is awful. I'm having it. It's like, in French. Where, like, is it, France. Oh, it's France. That's hilarious. Okay. It all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what oh. sexual liberation does to an MF? Yeah, this is this is the state of the country. Tom this comment, is, this is, no wonder Le Pen almost won. <laughs> Tom comment, Zootopia 2 looks intense. That's a knee slapper. Alright, we gotta wrap this okay. up. Yeah. No, okay. I think I think in the future we should do more of this. I agree with that. I want to have podcasts where there's no movie and we can just talk. Oh, uh, I'm that, is, that is that is brave. I'm down for that. Dude, it's just tough because does it fit with cinematographologically speaking? We can't. Well, we, no, we I can't think what we, we do is we, we make a movie. We, we, I think get like a topic of discussion, but 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 there's a lot of leeway to just watch like Orangina commercials and stuff like right. that. Right, and and we just don't title it weekly. We just title it like you know like yeah we can boom, yeah like uh, alternate episode one you know yeah, uh, it could be a weekly I mean really this is just a conversation video. this is just a weekly conversation that no, we definitely have a weekly week. film I mean we have to have this is no, no we, we have, have a weekly the, film yeah we do still have the discussion because like obviously we need to you know yeah but we need the audience really needs to get to know us you know we, yeah, the we audience need, we need, as in, I think you mean yeah, us we, and, 20 years yeah like, yeah, yeah. The, the audience as in me our children and like yeah children <laughs> like you, three days from now when i re-listen to the podcast we need to approach this as if we have an audience already so that of when course. we do have an audience we don't freak out and cancel the show yes okay listen at what age are you going to tell your kid that you had this podcast, <laughs> podcast. oh my god uh, probably 18 <laughs> yeah that's fair like that. Me, even I'm that no 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 probably older 11 15 no because even mean, 18 you still need cursing to... and messing around and stuff and... yeah you gotta be i think it's gotta be pretty like when he has a kid or no, she no come I, on come on fellas. come on I think, fellas i think between 16 and 18 is fine yeah i like how okay, we're all when assuming... he when he reaches my age we're all, we're all assuming <laughs> we're yeah, have... yeah we're all assuming that we're gonna have boys Come on, nah, bro. I'm having, uh, I'm having four uh, boys and four boys and two girls. And I think I would let the daughter girls. listen to it sooner because they mature faster. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good what's, idea. What's so funny? Huh? All right. At what point? Are That's bio. That's literally biologically true. This podcast. <laughs> this is a boys only listen. club. Boys only can listen to this. You have to sign up yeah. a male profile on. Yeah. Well, according to our stats, that's true. Is that we're the boys' club. Hmm? Terrible. We need more. Uh, we need more gals. And uh... I mean, I have uh-huh. I have invited my girlfriend to come on the podcast because that was that was open. Oh my Troy god, was like so based. Except she she's a little too nervous. Look, how about, what if what if Sarah? Oh, should I not name drop? What if what if? Uh, two girls come on <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. God damn it! <laughs> what if we get three or four? Yeah, why don't why don't we like wait? We gotta. Dude, we, we should gotta all just leave and just get. We should replace all of us with. Girls. Yeah, we should we should mine we should mine like the women out. So we should have like all <laughs> the uh, all the women running the running the uh, podcast. And uh, recording themselves at all times, doing everything they do, and we should just constantly be in charge of like streaming it online, mm-hmm. giving them just enough to survive or something. All right, yeah, scores. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm giving this movie a three. Okay, 
Not bad. I was expecting it to be worse. No, I, I was really hoping it would be like a 3.2 or something, but I, to be honest, well, three, and, three was... Oh, yeah, but also, so I was expecting it to be worse after you said how much you hated it, but before, before I knew how, how much, much you, you how much you hated it. it, before I knew how much you hated it, I thought you were going to like this film a lot. I do like so it. I, was, I, I was like it quite a bit. Three I thought you were, were going to like it. I thought you were going to like it a lot. Well, I, I thought you, like, I thought Troy, we're we all know that you like right? really hate this movie so much. <laughs> yeah, and that you didn't like it at all. So <laughs> I find it insane that you like this. If if our scores are at all similar, which they probably aren't, like I find it crazy that you liked this movie as much as I liked Stalker. Because I feel like I liked Stalker so much less than you liked this movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember that. You didn't like Stalker very much. Not very much. It's still like I said. I stand by. I stand by that. It's like, you know, it's not bad, uh-huh. but it's. I, I gave it a three. I think flat. Well, Anyways, okay. Yeah. Okay, I give this movie. Uh, probably. Uh, we'll go with a three point. <coughs> uh, a three point three. Three point three. That seems right. John's in the lead. I enjoyed this film. <laughs> Uh, I'd, wa- I'd watch so it far. again. I'd watch it again. It's pretty cozy. Good movie. It is cozy, yeah. Um. Uh, I guess Brody and I are in a battle right now. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, who's going to win? We, the listeners knew that from the very beginning. Well, Brody yeah. has the advantage because he goes after you. Uh, yeah, true. well, I have a score in my head right now. I don't. I'm, and I'm and I'm okay, gonna say I want you, whisper I, it to me first. Okay. Okay. I'll whisper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have a score in my head. I'm still thinking. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um. Think. Four point oh. Oh. Wow, okay. okay. That leaves me the winner, the victor. Oh wow. Four point one. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, you totally didn't just. I actually no, I actually do wish I actually do wish I like whispered in the mic now or something like that. Had some sort of yeah. way of proving. Like, Stephen, take your headphones off. Yeah, yeah like some way of some way of proving yeah, that I actually did. Yeah, because we don't believe you. Yeah, because you yeah, don't believe yeah, me. Yeah, no one believes you. But I'm an honest man. <laughs> you're so never lied. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Your son, yeah. When your son listens to this, he's gonna be like, "Man, my dad was robbed." He was gonna say it the whole time, man. Dude, it was, it was. I was juggling between four point zero and four point one, and before Steven said his score, I was, I decided, I'm like, no, four point one. This is a little bit better than a than a four for me. Because I I really do like this one. I don't believe you can juggle. What's a four? Anyway, Brody can juggle. Can Brody don't, juggle? Don't make him do it I, right now. Don't I actually can't juggle, right and I'm Look, not going to do it right at home, he, he, Brody, this, man, this man can juggle. For the, listen, can for juggle the listeners at home, Brody's actually currently juggling five oranges. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and a six! He threw in a six! <laughs> yeah, for the listeners well, where at home. He, where did he oh get God, the eighth no orange? No, oh my God. <laughs> he can't do more. Oh my God. Man, I, I wish you guys I wish you guys could see this right now. He's taking bites out of the oranges, peeling the I wish I wish you guys could see this right now. It's really incredible. Oh my god! If you guys could see this right now, you'd be shitting your mind out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. Okay. Epic, guys. Next week. Um, next week we're watching a pop movie. Oh, I had a great idea. Oh, dude, you want a pop movie, Troy? What? Troy. Oh my god. It needs sausage to be sufficiently party. pop. 
No, oh, this is pop, and and it can't God, be. You're gonna it, say no. We're gonna watch Ted. Titanic. We're gonna watch Ted the no, comedy. Not Titanic, but Titanic would have been good. No, but no, that's actually a really good one. No, um, I think any James Cameron would be good. That'd be so funny. Like Avatar, would Terminator Two, Terminator Two, but no, no, no. Uh, what was <clears> uh, oh my God, it's so bad. Come I'm on. so sorry. Eternal Sunshine of the pot of the potless mind. <laughs> Yeah, there's no chance. No, but that's like the Wait, exact you hate that like movie, dude. Dude, I will. I mean, I'll watch it you, and dude, I'll rage on it, dude. That's high. That's high school no, Kino uh, right there. Yeah, but that's super, not. That's not pop. I've never seen it. I've never seen it, oh. and it is very pop. It's I've, not Dark Knight. So though. many people have it's seen pretty, it. I it's pretty. I thought we were pop. gonna watch like a Dark Knight Tenet type thing. Well, oh. I'm still down for that, of course. I thought this was like sufficiently pop it's like, and even fits into the, yeah like brace at high school kino so it's like yeah a24 aura of, oh it's that's a good now that's a good movie yeah, yeah yeah people eating hot oh Cheetos this one's this one's actually good movie. this yeah. isn't some marvel flick yeah i'm watching this, this, ain't, this ain't this ain't your mom's marvel flick yeah <laughs> so i mean that's why i thought it seemed like an okay one or we could do any the another option is we could do all these um steven spielberg movies but i hate i really don't want to watch any steven spielberg movie i really not even jaws actually maybe jaws right jaws i, I always suspect yeah, what, might about, be based. what about what about maybe lincoln jaws. no it has too much music troy that dun 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 that's dun, true dun. it's true. telling that you like so telling crazy. you to be scared it's it really is it really <laughs> is maybe just yeah jaws, how does the music tell you anything what's the music say oh my gosh this guy let's yeah, get a load of this guy Maybe that Indiana Jones, the first one or whatever. We're gonna watch Raiders, Raiders of Schindler's List. Well, I want to watch something that kind of like we were talking about earlier, like Tenet or any of the like. uh, But yeah, those are baloney films that kind of have a certain, yeah, have a certain kind of air to them. Like they're they're actually a serious film. Yeah, but they're also fun or something like that. I was watching I was watching Shrek two scenes and this one scene like almost got me like to cry. Really? Yes. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen Shrek Two. I have spoilers. Spoilers ahead. Um, but when you know when the big cookie goes into the water and says "Be good." Oh, in the, the end, little in cookie the end in the end. Yeah, I was like, and then it has that diegetic uh, little scene. From yeah, the, they are all the music. It's we need all the music. Hero. Yeah. And they're like running down the hallway, and then the yeah. little cookie is so distraught. He wants to die with the big cookie, but just before he dies, he gets swooped up by Puss. It was kind of awesome. I was like, "Damn, yeah, so Shrek good. slabs." That was that was a good scene. Shrek I like that. Slabs. Well, the, like, oh, did, sorry, did any listeners have a suggestion? Write us an email. Yeah. No, go ahead Write and say it right now. Tell us right now. Yeah. Tell us right now. Tell us right we'll now. wait. We're, we're listening. We're getting a call from uh from Randy from Illinois. How you doing? Randy? <laughs> hey, um, you, <laughs> you can't do the noise yourself. You can't oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, you say bye. Damn, yeah. that's it. All right. I know we're having fun. <laughs> Well, okay, I'm just kidding. I mean, we can watch. We can watch. Listeners have the suggestion. Watch they the reach, us out, reach out to us on Twitter. Wait, I mean, if you. Like, yeah, if we have a Twitter. At Sin Speaking. Are, are, uh, pressed for time, I guess we gotta go or something. I'm oh, a little no, pressed I'm for not. time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not. So my, my fucking bladder is pressed to pee right now. I gotta I gotta bounce. Yeah, mm. I gotta, I'm gonna go to Target and get. Um, what are you gonna buy? 
I'm gonna buy. I'm buying oregano, oregano, and some other seasonings because I'm making a pork tenderloin tonight. You know what that sounds? What does that sounds? (laughs) On what? On what? Based on oregano, you know what oregano sounds like. Okay, I think we should say goodbye. Bye bye. Thought I gotta stop my recording. <laughs>